All right, welcome back. Another episode of Drunk Off PNR. As always, I'm Eddie with my pal Aiden. And it, it really feels like I haven't talked to Aiden in like a month. It was a week ago, but so much has happened. So, Aiden, how are you? I'm good. I'm. I guess we're technically on vacation, even though we're not really on vacation. The season yeah. is over. Our first show per post season, post uh, our first season as a podcast. I thought it went pretty well for the NBA season, and I we talked about this last week, so we don't have to go down that road again. But I just can't believe that it's over. Like I can't believe that we've come this far after doing this every single week, and then all of a sudden there's just no basketball. I feel like the fish at the end of Nemo when they escape the fish tank and then they just get to the ocean and they're in those plastic bags and they're like, now what? That's <laughs> kind of how I feel right now. Yeah, that's, that's the perfect analogy. I just, I, I think I'm going to miss the season. I really do. I think all things considered, that season went pretty well. Yeah, they, Adam, Adam Silver is a moron who is overrated as a commissioner who did a terrible job with COVID. He did a terrible job with the schedule. He deserves no credit. The Bucks fans, my only complaint with you guys is you did not boo him into oblivion <laughs> when he handed over that trophy because in Philadelphia, he might not make it out alive if we ever win a title. Um, aside from that, Bucks fans were fantastic, fantastic, and this was just a um, memorable season for so many reasons, and it could have gone completely south and it didn't and it really got us through some tough times yeah 100 true uh as a boston fan we are you know pretty familiar with booing commissioners it wouldn't be our first rodeo um yeah. it, i mean we touched on it last week it did feel like the first half of the season dragged on mm -hmm. but this second half just done quick over and i mean it ended with probably the only time we've been wrong the entire season. You oh, said yeah. Suns yeah. in six. I said Suns in five. The first time we're wrong the entire year was Bucks in six. Shout out Brandon Jennings. Shout out Brandon Jennings, the prophet. So to recap that series and just put a bow on everything, the one thing we were right about, we were concerned that Giannis was far and away the best player in this series and he could win them a few games just off of his superpower mm -hmm. to just overpower the Suns. He was just far and away light years better than DeAndre Ayton, and they had no second line of defense against him. That's what we were worried about, and we thought it could win them a few games, but not the right. series, and it, it ended up doing that. But I will say this. What I like about it is – this NBA Finals, we admit that we were wrong. Our, our darling sons came up just short. Yep. But there was no reasonable doubt left. You think about years past. We had last year, there's no fans. Mm. It doesn't feel like a real championship. Year before, you're saying, well, what if KD and, and, and Clay don't get hurt? A few years ago, we're saying, well, what if Kyrie doesn't get hurt and Kevin Love gets hurt? The, the last championship I remember where there was no doubt left, and even this one, like the 2016 Cavs Warriors. So yeah. if if uh, I, that's the last one I remember where there's no reasonable doubt left. But even in that one, if Draymond doesn't get suspended, it might be over right then and there. But the performance True. by the Cavs in Game 7, they earned it. And my takeaway from this series was Giannis, 50 in an elimination game, 
no doubt left, fantastic, well-deserved by everyone in Milwaukee. Let me pull a tweet up because I want – Dragonfly Jones tweeted this earlier today, which is just perfect. He really had 50, 14, 5 blocks and went 17, 19 from the line to lock up a ring. Yes, yeah. Uh, Exercise his demons from the free throw line. Five block shots, which is also just remarkable. It won't get looked at because of the 50-point performance. Right. And how many minutes did he play? I would get I would venture to guess between 39 and 41. Am I, I would have to imagine. Let me let me check. I don't have it pulled up. Let but while you look it up, like that that is just like a, a championship performance that nobody can argue. No one can do what ifs the day after. One of my pet peeves in sports is when we always do the the what ifs, you know, like what if this and uh the ref made the wrong call here, and what if this guy wasn't injured? There was none of that in this series, and it, it, we needed something like that because we were worried about the ratings with mm-hmm. two not-so-sizable markets. We were worried about the NBA overall because, like you had said, last year they played this Mickey Mouse bubble tournament. There's no fans this year. Ratings are down. People are kind of out. It's dragging. And then you have a phenomenal, well-played basketball-wise series to end like that. Perfect. Yeah, it was a great series. It, I felt with both teams, no matter who won, I like it wasn't like last year. Like we, I mean, like you touched on, whoever won earned it, in my opinion. They one hundred percent. And listen, there were injuries. You know, like the Suns, they got there and they didn't have to play Kawhi to get there. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I totally get it. The, the injuries were, were definitely a part of the season. But even in a normal year, with a schedule that's spaced out correctly, there were injury problems before. I just touched on Kawhi got his title in Toronto, and he didn't have to play KD, and Clay Thompson gets hurt, and he was going full game six Clay before he did. Who knows what happens? There's that what if. Um, so uh, you're right. They earned it. Both teams earned being there. You, there's no excuses. There's no doubt. That's what the NBA needed after a, a season where – Things started to feel a little bit uneasy from last year to this year. There's so many problems with COVID. People weren't tuned in, and all of a sudden, we had some of our best basketball that we've seen in years. Yeah. I The playoffs overall were really great to watch. Uh, I did look it up. Giannis played 42 minutes. Yep. I I, would, I was guessing 41. I, yeah. I remember there was a moment, and this was the moment where I was like, they're winning this because he's just decided that they're winning. He blocked a shot. And there was about four minutes left, and you could mm-hmm. kind of feel the t- tides turning. He blocked a shot and just didn't run back on offense. And you could just tell that he was unloading the tank, unloading the clip, and he was really running on fumes. But you just knew, like, this this was over. Like, he had decided mentally that this series was over, which was yeah. impressive to watch. Yep. And I, 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 I'm just sick of the people – and it's, all it is just fans who didn't make it to the finals, but I'm so you you touched on it. I'm just sick of the injury talk. I mean, find me a playoffs where there just hasn't been a, at least one series affected by injuries. I can't. As a Celtics fan, no. I don't remember the last time we were in the playoffs and didn't deal with injuries. Maybe this yeah, year. Yeah, it, it's a it's a it's literally an issue every single year. It has right. been um, for as long as I can remember. And, uh, you know, like even the Warriors, when they had KD, they're, they're down by 20 in game one and Kawhi gets hurt when he's on the Spurs. Like it, it's mm-hmm. just been a problem forever. Uh, you can go back and point to every single year. Injuries have always been a problem in the NBA. Um, 
I didn't like how the schedule was. We've touched on it. Right. But I, I'm not taking that away from the Bucks. They they fully earned the, this title. They, we talked about the moves and the acquisitions they made. They paid off mm-hmm. the big three. They earned their money. They earned their contracts. Like Chris Middleton, uh, I saw a stat, like the most clutch shots since, like uh, I, I believe it was either Kobe or LeBron <laughs> in a fourth quarter, which is just remarkable. And they've earned it. And the other takeaway – Two things with the fans real quick. So one, the this I'm calling it Jurassic Park because Toronto did this first. Yeah. But the outdoor fan scene is amazing. I don't know right. where you go to the bathroom, but that scene on TV is the craziest thing ever. And I just freaking love it. And they deserved it because they showed out with like 65,000 people. Mm-hmm. And then the other point, just real quick, I thought the NBA fans returning for the playoffs was like, my return mentally to normalcy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you get you get vaccinated, NBA fans are back, the world's it's over, COVID is done. That's how this yeah, works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fans are like, back in NFL or in NBA. That's and end of COVID. That's how that works. We got our we got our vaccines, and then they're like, yeah, we'll let some people in. And I <laughs> I just distinctly remember this Sunday where simultaneously Phil Mickelson was walking up 18, and all the fans were walking with him, and. Trey Young was playing game one in Madison Square Garden and the Knicks fans are just going nuts. And those two events are, are simultaneously happening on two different TVs. And you're like, we're back. Like, we yeah. made it. And it felt that way. The NBA was a large part and be like, you know, like we made it through the tough time. Like, we're back. This is fun again. Yeah. Well, I feel like the NBA, I mean, I'm not a big baseball or hockey guy, but I feel like the NBA kind of dealt with COVID more than the other leagues. Like you stopped your season, then you restarted, then you had a shortened off season, a shortened season. Now you have another shortened off season to hopefully finally get back to a regular season. Mm-hmm. It's just like the last two years, potentially next year too, depending on how this off season plays out, potentially three seasons affected by, by this. I, I don't know enough about baseball or hockey off season to know if how that was affected, but compared to like the NFL, this NBA is getting punched up up and down the court yeah you'd, you'd say nba and nhl because they're on the same calendar schedule mm-hmm. and the the winter sports got affected the most baseball just started late nfl started on time so yeah. and nfl's like we're not gonna have again. fans in some stadiums Every, everything just works out for the nfl yeah. they're just the machine that that always keeps cruising but it did affect the nba the most mm-hmm. so like i said to get through it was was fantastic I'm I'm glad we're here and congrats to the Bucks and congrats to their fans. It was that was that was fun. And I'm saying that as someone who did not want to see you win because it meant that I wasn't gonna win. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm just so happy we can finally stop the uh who's better between Chris Middleton and you. I love Chris Middleton, but the conversation that was happening during that finals <laughs> of if that he's better than Giannis, I was losing my mind. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> We were simultaneously having, if Giannis wins, is he the face of the NBA? But also, is he the best player on his team? logic <laughs> just made absolutely no sense. Bro, I can't, I can't get over the dude being like, we don't know his mom's name. How can he be the face of the NBA? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Why? Well, first of all. Who I don't know any person's mom's name. None. It's like, I know, I know LeBron's West. name. I know LeBron's name. I don't know LeBron's name, mom's name. What are we talking about? Who who looks up like players' mom's name? 
Dude, to top it off, at the end of the clip, he was like, well, I know her name. Her name's Victoria. Then what the fuck are we talking about, dude? <laughs> what are we Why doing? Why do you guys know that? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you care? Yeah. The, the, the China just put down, like, the faces of the, the Shohei Atani and the Giannis thing. They're like, ah, oh, they're from other countries. Oh, they have them back to, guys, they can't speak English that well. How can they be the face of the league? I don't know. Yes. It's 2021, and most yeah. of the players aren't from here anymore. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like was... every other uh, baseball player is from the Caribbean. Like, what, what does it matter that this guy's from just a different island? Yeah, it's like and if, if, if Otani wasn't the face of the MLB, it'd be Fernando Tatis, who's also, like, not from here. <laughs> right. Right, because it's not Mike Trout, because honestly, not sure what he looks like. Mike Trout has become Chris Middleton. Yeah. He's on the same team as Otani. But if like the Bucks were just a team that were perennially in the lottery. <laughs> or they just have like two of the best players ever. And they're just like, yeah, but we can't make the playoffs for some yeah, reason. They I just played on like a, a G League team. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what the Angels are. Um, uh, so yeah, that was a very funny conversation. Now turn to the other side. Uh, I have one point for you on mm. the on our on the losers unfortunately okay. um because I'm, I'm very curious about this and how you feel about this chris paul comes up short people on twitter who couldn't grab a net on a 10-foot rim have a lot of shit to say about his career yeah. listen he he is what he is i don't hate him i don't like him he's a hall of famer this mm-hmm. shouldn't take away from it he lost to a team with a better player again like again uh, there are there have been times where you can criticize chris paul he's just not better than Giannis, mm-hmm. uh and the bucks ended up being the better team but i think one thing that could get him that ring i think he goes to the lakers i can see it it's just, he he's got so much money like just waiting for him that like i don't he's got over 40 million if he just says yeah i'll go back to the Suns next year yeah but that's one year, correct? Like he it's has just a one player year. option, yep. so he could get he could opt out and get four years somewhere else. Yeah, but I don't know. I, and I guess it depends if he really wants to ring that bad or if he really wants to play with LeBron that bad. I don't know his mindset, but you know, is, is Chris Paul going to get four for a hundred? He's still not even coming close to that's forty. I think it's forty three and a half next season if he opts in. Yeah, but if, if think I think the math would even out in the end because he could do 43 and a half next year, but then after another year, he'd be 37. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, uh, another season, and we'll see how it plays out for the Suns. But then, then you're talking, then you're probably not getting four years because you'd be into your 40s by the time that contract was over. And I think, you know, like if you're the Lakers and, and LeBron says, Hey, we're, we're signing Chris Paul for four years, then guess what? You're signing Chris Paul for four years and that's the end of the conversation. And for Chris Paul, as, as good as a, a young player as DeAndre Ayton is, like, if you want to win a title, go play with Anthony Davis. Run the screen roll with Anthony Davis. Throw yeah. the ball to the rim to Anthony Davis. You know, like, he he leads the league in assists every year. Mm-hmm. I could see him averaging, like, 13, 14 assists if he played with Anthony Davis. Yeah, I, I think the dynamic is funny because him and LeBron are really good friends. I just I don't think him and LeBron would be good together on a team. Well, you know what it is that LeBron they would have to realize where they are in their careers and realize what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. 
LeBron has never played with a real ball dominant point guard. He's had Kyrie, but even in those moments, like he would take over and Kyrie would kind of be shooting guard. Right. Um, and then obviously his first stint in Cleveland, it was just him. And then his point guard in Miami was freaking Mario Chalmers. Well, so hey, let's not, let's not disrespect the God known as Bobby Gibson. Oh my God. I loved him. Remember <laughs> he was the first one. You know how everyone had those faux hawks. Like he's the <laughs> first one to have like the design in his hair. Yeah. Like he had like the star or whatever. Like he was the first one to do that. Yeah, Bobby Gibson's cool as hell, man. I don't care. Yeah, he was. Says. Yeah. He's the best. But yeah. So I think, LeBron has always been like the point guard of his team. He wants mm-hmm. to dominate the ball. Obviously, Chris Paul is. He's the point guard. He's one of the best point guards of all time. Right. I think they need to realize like where they're at in their career. And Chris Paul is not going to be the best player on a team that wins the NBA Finals. He's just not, especially yeah. not at this point. And he wasn't even in his prime. But if you go play with Anthony Davis, one of the best bigs in the league, and you have LeBron by your side, I think you win. And if you're LeBron, you got to realize there's not many options. Like, are you going to be able to trade and get – uh, Dave Mueller, probably not because nobody wants Kyle Kuzma and THT. Right. Like, this is not, those are not viable trade options. Like, it's just not going to happen for you. Did you see the tweet? It was last week where it was just like, yeah, some, some executive said anonymously to some reporter, was like, the Lakers have called and offered um, KCP and Kuzma to every single team in the league. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, please take these bums. Yeah. But I think that holds up my holds up my uh, Chris Paul theory because they got to get rid of those two, get rid of their money, and that way they have a little bit more to bring somebody in who could actually help them compete, not name Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> but I did yeah. see that literally, like every single uh, like every single like trade rumor you see, the Lakers is just involving Kyle Kuzma. Like it please, so just just take them. <laughs> it is. I forget who was it. Was it? It might have been Beal, where it was just like Miami, Boston, Warriors, Philly, and also the Lakers. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the Lakers are just thrown in these like scrappy bums that didn't get traded to New Orleans when they got Anthony Davis. I know. Yeah, still crazy. Like I, it's it's revisionist history now, but the Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball. It's not even revisionist history because you could have, you had the choice between Ingram or Kuzma. You chose Kuzma. And in the moment, we all said that was the wrong move. That's true. I was about to say, even in the moment, that, that is that, probably not I mean, revisionist. You're right. Like in the moment, that was probably. Rob Plinko was seeing tweets comparing Kuzma to uh, Tatum and just like believing them. And it never made sense to anyone other than Lakers fans. And this is where you are. There's a separate pandemic going on, and it's people believing that people are good at basketball because they date Instagram models. Like Tyler Hero, like you would have thought that he was a combination of Steph Curry and JJ Redick just because he dated uh, what's her name on Instagram. And, wait, no, I think Kyle Kuzma dated the same girl. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, Cat, I don't Catalyst know. Henry, right? Something like that. Yeah, I, 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 I'm probably messing up her name, but yeah, Hero is dating sure her dated- in the bubble. Yes, um, and before that, she dated Kyle Kuzma, and everyone thought Kuzma was good. And like, oh, he's dating this very famous Instagram model, like upper one percent of Instagram models. And then Tyler Hero did, and we're like, oh, he must be good too. No, right? No. You're, you're just like <laughs> so, like below average, but you somehow because you're like six eight, date this super hot girl. Apparently, you can you know just make twenty mil in the NBA. That's how it works. You have a nice face, you're tall, and you live in Miami or Los Angeles. It has nothing to do with your playing ability. That's all it takes. <laughs> but, I mean, Miami is in the same boat as L.A. with the, with Tyler Harrow. You could have had James Harden. 
could have had Kyle mm-hmm. Lowry. And now, now every other report is, we're not sure if we want to get rid of Tyler Harrow. Oh, also, Tyler Harrow is available if anybody fucking wants him for anything. Like, Bradley <laughs> Beal, Wizards, do you want, like, what? First of all, he had an amazing bubble. Wasn't that great before. Hasn't been that great since. You should have sent him to Houston. You probably would have, I mean, you probably would have made the conference finals. Would have been a top four seed and probably made the conference finals this year. Minimal. Yep. If, yep. if Harden, Bam, Drogic, Butler, that as a solid squad. You got Kendrick Nunn running the point off the bench. That's a decent team. You know what I was thinking about? Um, somebody, I was listening to a podcast. Oh, Pat Connaughton was on part of my take the other day. Hmm. And they were talking about game one of the first playoff game. And this was like of the entire NBA playoffs. It was Heat uh-huh. Bucks. Okay. It was it was Heat Bucks and it went into overtime. And you're thinking the Heat might pull the upset. And then mm-hmm. here we are months later, and the Bucks are NBA champions. Like the the, yeah. the road in the NBA playoffs changes by the day. By the you hour, yeah. It's insane. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I, I don't think I picked the Bucks to win a single playoff series. I don't know if I did. Although I mean, probably Atlanta. Yes. I I still don't know if Atlanta's good or if we just have a bunch of mental midgets on the no, Sixers. I, both, possibly both. Both, yeah, true. Um, but I maybe against the like when Kyrie was out, like I was like, all right, the Bucks might be able to do this, and then they lost Game Five, and I was like, you'll you'll never have your moment. Like yeah. you like you guys couldn't beat them without like Harden was playing on one leg and Kyrie wasn't playing, and you like you're still losing. But like it went, and remember that like they were going to fire their coach. They were going to fire their coach. Honestly, they the- they still should. They still should. <laughs> yeah, they still might. <laughs> he gets like the victory lap next year, and we're like, ah, let's revisit this. The fire this bud, the fire bud sign at the parade. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely think, perfect. If if you're him, like you gotta just like get that. Like you gotta frame it or just do yeah. something funny with it. Go yeah, out and sign it. I, I don't think Bud's a funny guy. No, I don't think he has any personality. That's what worried me is like I feel like after a while they just start to tune him out because he's just like dry. Yeah, but then you have Drew Holiday putting the clamps on everybody. Giannis is the best player maybe in the league. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Which also that's been a discussion is where does Giannis rank all time, but also like today. I, I don't know where you stand on this. If if anyone doesn't have Giannis in their top three. You don't you don't get to talk basketball with me. Oh, for for right now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I just I want that very clear. If Giannis <laughs> isn't in your top three, you are not allowed to talk basketball with me. End of story. That's gonna be I can't wait to do preseason TikToks uh with you. And we'll definitely be doing top five players mm-hmm. in the NBA. And I'm sure Giannis will be on both of our lists and there'll yeah. be argument some somebody in the tiktok comments will disagree but i yeah. feel like for the most part people people agree with kenny perkins in a comment talking about chris Middleton. i'm gonna throw my phone across the room oh uh, yeah there's always one there's always one i guess that's how you have to make it is just say outlandish stuff like that so we'll see speaking of chris middleton let's let's wrap it up mm-hmm. Bo, on on the nba season thank you to everyone who listened at some point during this nba season well, I, we had a lot of fun it kept me engaged yeah. in a in a year where it was uh, no fans and stuff like that, so it was fun to stay engaged this way. Chris Middleton is on Team USA. Yes. Him, Devin Booker, and Drew got there. Yep. They're in Tokyo. They are. They still lost. They did. 
<laughs> Drew played pretty good though. <laughs> Drew got off of a 90 hour flight and just put like the 15 team high, 15 or whatever on France. Like it was no big deal. Yeah, I don't know how his body works, but I know how my body works, and I would have still be hungover for that game. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Well, that's why he no, only yeah. had 15. He, he would have had 20 if he got a good night's rest. But Maybe he could have got, came in and hit a three at the end when they missed like six straight threes. First of all, one of the funniest clips of all time that will live in infamy forever. Uh, you know that that's that meme that people always post of the video of the kids playing at the park and they miss like 16 straight shots? <laughs> yeah. Team USA missing four straight threes at the end of that game will absolutely be like anytime your team like the next time the Houston Rockets go 0 for 27 from three in a Western Conference Finals elimination game, Ten people now, will yeah. post that Team USA clip. That's so sad. I so I have I okay. I don't care about this at all. Me, like if no. if if they're if they're winning, cool, sick. If they're not, okay. I I'm not like a I mm-hmm. like the NBA. You know, I, I'm an NBA. Do I wish the NBA w- would maybe adapt some of these FIBA rules? Yes. Yes, for sure. It's a better but brand of basketball. 100%. And I think that's part of the problem is I mean, the main problem is these got foreign guys have been playing with each other for decades, like mm-hmm. plural decades. Ricky Rubio's 36. Now he started playing on the uh, Spain team when he was 16, like two decades of playing with Pau Gasol and the other guys from Spain. apparently throwing a bunch of NBA guys together that have never played with each other. And most of them might not even like each other. Like this isn't the D Wade, Chris Bosh, LeBron, Kobe. It's not that team. One, you're not as talented, but also those guys liked each other. These guys, I don't know if anyone likes each other. It's not even our best NBA players. We (laughs) threw it together and it's just, we talked about this before. It's an indication of where the game is these days. There's NBA talent all over the globe. So when we throw a team just full of random NBA and they're not random, like everyone's really good on that team. Right. But course. you just threw a random team together, went over there, three guys showed up late, people had to drop out because of COVID. Like, yeah, it didn't work. And and they could realistically still win gold, but um, yeah, I, that's where we're at with it. Listen, these are guys who average like almost 30 points a night who are putting up like 12 points. Like I don't, I still don't think they care. I was going to say, I don't Not that they they should care. I don't care. Like, I was going to say, do we care? That actually leads me into my only point. The silver lining of all this is the the corporate greed that's out of control in this country. Peacock putting the U.S. (laughs) Olympic men's team behind a paywall only for them to lose and everyone be like, oh, couldn't find the game. Also, don't really care. Like, that was the one W silver lining that came out of all of this was that they thought that they were going to get everybody to sign up for their subscription service so that we could all have 16 different subscriptions that we pay for instead of one cable package. And no one actually cared, and the team lost, and they looked awful and blew a lead to freaking France. I, I, there was a tweet. It was um, like, oh, the ratings are down for the Olympics so much, and only like 17 million people watched it. And then someone quote retweeted, "We literally can't find out how to watch, how to watch anything. <laughs> I don't, don't know. What no, <laughs> literally, I we were going through it last night. Me and my mom, like, I was like, are you watching the volleyball?' And she's like, no, but it's not on me. She's like, why do I have swimming? <laughs> <laughs> like, no one can find anything. Uh, I was at lunch on Monday, and the restaurant, or it was a, I mean, it was a bar. They had um, 
the TVs and they're playing table tennis. It was US versus Nigeria. And I was like, I didn't even know this was happening. Like, right. It was like one in the afternoon. I, I just didn't expect table tennis to be on the television. No. Yeah. That, it's tough. The, the time difference is tough, mm-hmm. but there usually is a time difference because unless it's in the United States, don't we have it coming up in like Los Angeles or somewhere? Uh, didn't somebody get banned yeah. and we took over? I don't know about that, but four years from now it'll be Paris, and then four years from then it'll be LA. I'm pretty so sure years. I could be wrong about this part, but Russia, first of all, Russia being banned, but also just being allowed to compete as the ROC. I Can saw that. That's crazy. This That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> You're banned from the Olympics for for using steroids, but if you just make up this fake acronym, everyone can compete still. Yeah. You That's the most play. Russia thing ever, by the way. It is. It is. like So they're not banned. They just can't play their national anthem at, yeah. when they win stuff. I don't even know. I don't know if I've ever even heard their national anthem. No. Um, no, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the In ROC, the world would I have heard that? Yeah. No. At the Olympics is the only place. And now you won't hear it. But I'm pretty uh, sure right. they were supposed to host in 2028, but then they got banned, so now they're not allowed to do it. It was like close well, they, to Moscow. They Are we even allowed to go one. to Moscow? I have no Mo, dude, Russia makes no sense to anybody. I Me don't neither. know. But they didn't they just they hosted one when we were in like high school and they were building these hotels for the Olympians to stay in, and they had like the electric boxes in the showers. Do you remember that? No, that was Russia. It was the Winter Olympics. Winter yeah. Olympics. That's yeah. what it was. I think they had summer too. Oh, okay. But I, I do yeah. remember them hosting the winter ones. I thought there was something with like Qatar or something. They were using like slave labor or something to build the that's, fucking. That's the World Cup. And yes. Oh, that's the World Cup. It hasn't happened yet. But yes, that is still a thing. And they played like it's going to be 120 degrees for every single game while those guys are running around for 90 minutes. Like, yeah, duh. Whoa. FIFA is so corrupt that they looked right past that and said, yes, we will take your oil money. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> That'll, that will, like, can we just call that now? Can we just have one last prediction for the season? That sure. will backfire. Like, that, like someone's yeah. going to pass out and die. Yeah. That dude from Denmark almost died, and it was like 70 out. What do you think is going to happen when London, you send him England. to Qatar? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what are we talking about? He's in the fucking Sahara Desert. Yeah, you're the going to a desert. It's like sprinkling outside in London. And we, I, it might have even been in the dome. I don't even know. I just know it's raining in London at all oh, times. Yeah, so you're right. I think they're losing, using slave labor to, like, build, like, arenas so that they're inside. And it's, like, 100 instead of 120. And I, we are kind of getting on a tangent about how shitty these, these, all of these are. But it is tough to be like, hey, you pay us, then you build these stadiums. And then once we leave after three months of using your stadiums, they're just going to sit there. Just there. We don't want to use your old stadiums. You build us new ones, and then you never use them again. By Brazil. the way, you owe us money for hosting the Olympics. Yeah, what Brazil are we doing? Just like... Uh, trillions of debt and they're just like overgrown stadiums from Rio in 2016. Like, like looking back, they're like, well, that backfired. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> so, yeah, they should probably host it in Los Angeles. Yeah, I feel like LA is just like from now on, maybe London. Like you get a couple cities. You just use the 17 stadiums we already got. So you can, you know, 
we don't need to build new ones in the middle of the Amazon, guys. Sydney, Australia was one of them. I feel like Beijing was was 2008. We just got to cycle back. You know how they use the same arenas for Super Bowl stadiums because they're well-equipped, they're indoors, they've got all these setups. Just go back to the same places. We'll be fine. Yeah. The uh, and they're going to Australia, the Olympics after LA. So in three okay. Olympics, it'll be in not it's, it's Bob like Brisbane, twenty thirty two. Twenty thirty two is Brisbane. I'll be long gone, but yeah, hope no, it's Aiden, Aiden's not going to see um, what's that? Paris. Aiden's not going to make it to Paris, so probably not. It yeah. depends on what the Sixers do, but I, you know, yeah, no, he's not making it to Paris. <laughs> I'm probably not making it. To Paris. I'm, I'm putting on a Craigslist ad for a new co-host in like two year and a half, two years. I, as long as my co-host likes Devin Booker and also um, shits on Russell Westbrook every chance he gets, that's my only two requirements when I go. Oh, I can't, I can't guarantee that second part. <laughs> can't make that promise <laughs> ah, fine well but, how about yeah. this russ will oh i almost said russ wilson russ westbrook's former team oklahoma mm-hmm. city thunder um big off season for them let's talk a little bit of nba draft now because it is on thursday we're big draft guys probably not this year because our teams probably won't select in the first round yeah but exactly. S- still some interesting things we are sga stands That's and That's- there was a rumor this week that put probable potential number one overall pick Cade Cunningham. The Thunder uh, requested a trade with Detroit for the number one overall pick, which would probably be Cade. Right. Uh, and they would give up SGA and pick number six. You're the GM mm-hmm. of Detroit. Do you do that? 100%. There's okay. not a, there's not, <laughs> there's not a singular question in my mind. And I, I like Cade. I think Cade will probably be good. I know Shea's good. I know Shea can give you 22 on a bad team. He can probably give you 27 if you give him Jeremy Grant. Who knows? That that So, yeah, I, I think I'm in agreement with you, and it's probably because in most years you and I would have every lottery pick memorize their skill sets. I don't – this seems to be a three-man draft, and I don't know what the value of that number six pick holds. So – if you're looking at it at that point of view, maybe they say no because they're like, all right, it's just Shea for Cade. But even then, like Shea is so young that you're really getting like a guy almost fresh out of the draft. Like I'm pretty sure he's 21 years old. Yeah, and I, Cade is obviously uh, like we both like him. I think there's a smoothness to his game that I, I really like. I think he'll be good. But I think Shea has just been overlooked because he's on this Thunder team that's losing on purpose. Shay, he just turned twenty three like two weeks ago. Yeah, he's tw- he has not even hit his prime yet. No, and just so everyone's clear, he first year uh, in LA, he averaged eleven points. Last year with Chris Paul by his side, he averaged nineteen, and then mm-hmm. this past year, he averaged twenty four. He was doing so well that they benched him because they wanted yeah. the first overall pick because they wanted to lose. So Which I get. I mean, I get it. You, you, if you can get Cade and Shea, perfect situation. But if you can only get one, I'll take Shea in the six pick. Yes, I, I, you'd have to really like somebody at six, though. Or I'm pretty sure the Thunder have two picks, so maybe they package it and move up again. You know, or no, they'd have the number one overall pick. I mean, the Pistons. Right. The Pistons, maybe they package stuff to move up. Um, and, and maybe it's a future first round pick because they're not going to be good if they like one. Like Evan Mobley, apparently. 
everyone's been talking about him like being a combination of like Chris Bosch and Anthony Davis, which can I, I'm going off on a tangent again. If somebody's a combination of Anthony Davis and Chris Bosch, you just take them number one. Like, <laughs> like also, also I think you're just describing Anthony Davis. Yeah. It, like you're just describing Anthony Davis, but left-handed. Yeah. Which I think is so, probably better. Yeah. So, Okay, so you think he's the third best player in the draft, but he's also a combination of two Hall of Famers. Right. What? What are yeah. we doing here? Well, we're taking Cade Cunningham first because he's cool. Unless you think Cade is the next Carmelo Anthony, I don't know what we're doing. I mean, hey, it doesn't matter because both these teams are going to be bad for minimum five more years. I hope it's uh, it's not real. I hope the report's fake because if not, Detroit should currently be on fire and that GM should be looking for a new job. Probably Alec and Arby's. Yeah, <laughs> probably. The one thing I wanted to say, I am so pissed at myself. I was literally thinking about this in the car just weeks ago, randomly driving. The, they, the Thunder are so far into rebuild mode that despite being very young, Shea is almost like out of their plans. He's too good and too old. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say he's too weird. uh, Not too weird. He's almost too old at age 23, just a few weeks ago, which is remarkable to think about. It's a no man's land. That's unprecedented to be that far in a rebuild. And just like, it just shows this day and age in the NBA. We're like, ah, 23. He might not be in our future plans. This kid will play for 12 more years and he hasn't even hit his prime. And you're like, it might not fit the trajectory that we're on. We should trade him. That would almost be like trading Brandon Ingram and keeping Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> that would it would almost be like that. Almost be like that. Yeah, it would. I don't know. I mean, if Shea's available, every single, I. The tough thing is, uh, I th- yeah yeah. I I think I think the Thunder want like more picks in the, like high picks in this draft. So, you know, one, two, three, four. But if you're a competitor or like a contender, so Celtics or the Sixers, and you need a point guard, mm-hmm. maybe you make a call to to the, uh, Sam Presti. Be like, hey, we don't have a pick this year that you want, but I don't know. Do you want our next three first rounders and a couple salary guys for Shea, Gilders, Alexander, Sam, please? Don't, they, don't the Thunder already own one of our first round picks each? Because they, they have they have the Celtics this year. They have ours from trading Al Horford, and then trading they have Al ours Horford from trading Al Horford to us. To you, yep. <laughs> I yeah. hate the Thunder. It's <laughs> so dumb. It's unreal. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I agree with you. I, I think we're, we're it's it's an interesting topic for us because we like Cade and we like Shea. Mm-hmm. I I just think like I don't know if I'm Detroit, I probably go Shea. But I totally get it if they want to just be like, you know what? Having the first overall pick doesn't happen often. We'll take our chances. Yeah. And I don't hate that. It's just I think Shea and Six is going to end up being better than Cade. And I like Cade, like I said, but I don't know, we'll see. I know, I don't know for like for the Sixers, would you rather only Shea or just Cade? Like, what would you prefer right now? Well, for the six, I don't know. The Sixers might be tough because it, it's, I mean, it's definitely Shea. 
Like we're we're in a mode where where Joel is going to be twenty eight and he's seven two, so the window is short. So that's kind of I, I, I need the twenty three year old who's developed. Right. That's that's if I'm the Celtics, I would prefer Shea over Cade. But if I'm Detroit, I can see where that hesitation would come through. Mm-hmm. I just think you take the known twenty three year old who can score twenty plus a night over yeah. the unknown Oklahoma State. Guy, I mean, we've seen first like, guys go one and be a bust. Like it, this isn't wouldn't be unheard of if Cade stinks. I don't think yeah. he will. It would not be unheard of. As I was to say, it, nothing's a guarantee. I do think he's going to be really good, but you're right. It's not a guarantee, and you're pretty much getting a guarantee if you get Shaq. So yeah. that'll be an interesting one. So, and I think there will be some trades in the draft. Maybe, probably not that one, but. Um, and it's not even it's not even a guarantee that they take Kate. I know that that's the likely one, but uh, like we said, Evan Mobley. I, I think they're they're thinking about Jalen Green as well. So we'll see. Uh, I I know they're they're really not that sold. So I don't know. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be an interesting night. Well, if they're not sold and they said no to Shane, then they're fucking. I, that's, that's true. It, like, I don't think they are though. Remember, like they they were they have like it's the big three there, right? And they don't know which one they want. It'll probably be Cade, and Cade's only working out for Detroit. But that Detroit isn't just working out Cade. Like they are looking at Jalen Green. They're looking at Evan Mobley, future Anthony Davis, Chris Bosh, Michael know. Jordan, and Dennis Rodman, listen, Evan Mobley. They should look at all those guys too. But the draft's in two days. You need to know who you're picking because you just got offered Shea Gilders Alexander. For completely unknown, it's not like they're asking for. First of all, it's not like you're good, so you take the guy who could get you 25 a night. Period. Ah, I say gut decision. Decide, <laughs> gut decision. You know, don't even have any meetings about the draft. Just, just on Thursday, roll some dice. Yeah. Do you want, do you want Jonathan Kaminga? You land a five, you get him. Classic three door game. Door number one, door number two, door number three. Which door do you pick? What's behind door number two? Oh, it's Jalen Green. All right. <laughs> and that's that. So speaking of the draft, you had a good little TikTok for us tonight. I know everyone loves TikToks. I you know what? I'm not gonna do it justice. I want you to introduce it. I was gonna introduce it, but no, I'm giving it to you. All right, so we've talked extensively about Cade Cunningham, but let's focus on some other prospects. We're both going to give two prospects that we are uh, in enjoyment of. Let's say top two favorite prospects in the NBA draft, not named Cade Cunningham. So we'll give two each. Like we said, our teams probably don't have chances at these guys, but these are guys that we'll probably see uh, being pretty good here for an NBA team in the lottery. Or... I don't know who your guys are. Mine are kind of fringe, so I don't know. Ooh. Well, if you're if you're the fringe, let, let me go first because I think fringe is going to be a bit exciting. Yeah, let me put my disclaimer in for TikTok. I not only did I didn't do Cade, I didn't do any of the top three guys. Oh, all right. I just want because just like favorites, you know, like I know those three are going to be good. So sure. I just choose. I chose two other guys that I think might also be good. That makes sense. I didn't do that. One okay. of my guys, one of my guys is in that top three, and okay. that guy is that guy is Jalen Green. I okay. think Jalen Green. If I had the number one pick, I would take Jalen Green. Or I mean, I would probably trade back to like two or three to so I could get assets and then take Jalen Green. I think he's the real deal. 
I think, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. I just think he's going to be unstoppable in a couple of years, like scoring wise. And he's an average defender in the G league. His defensive rating was one twelve, which isn't great. And it was the G league, but one twelve in the NBA is, it's a pretty average. You know, I have a couple of guys here. You got Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, Robert Covington, OJ, uh, OG and a newbie. But you also have like Shake Milton and Michael Porter Jr. So it's like a couple of those guys are good defenders. A couple of them can't stop me when I drive to the rim. <laughs> um, so 112 isn't great, especially as a G League player. But I don't know. It's just something about this guy. 18 points a night against, I mean, these are grown men. These aren't college kids you're playing against. Scoring 18 nights to me is a big deal. So I think. If I had a top three pick, Jalen Green is my go-to, without question. And then my guy, who I've seen balance between, you know, right after the lottery, late lottery, as high as number seven, is Davion Mitchell. It sounds like Aiden likes. Sounds like Aiden likes Davion Mitchell. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm 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 not a big Baylor guy. Shocking, I know, but. <laughs> This kid's nasty. It's mm-hmm. I mean, he's nasty. He's Donovan Mitchell, but, I, but he's not on the Utah Jazz. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> which is great for us because we hate them. <laughs> right. It's perfect. It's the best of both worlds. Uh, my only negative that I would say about him, he's already 22. He went to, he, three years in college. He's 22. I don't love taking – if I have a lottery pick, I want a freshman is basically where I'm at. But if you're not in that top five, that top three, where those guys, like we all know, like Kuminga, Suggs, Cunningham, those guys, and you're like a seven, eight, nine, if Mitchell's there and you don't love another guy, I would take Mitchell without question. All right, let me do mine because the first one that I have, I would also take Davion Mitchell. I think Davion Mitchell, the obvious comp is Donovan Mitchell because of the name, the number, the body type. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's polished on offense, but he was probably the best on-ball defender in college basketball last year. And also, like I said, body type, shoulders-wise, broad shoulders, it is not going to take long for him to be at NBA-ready strength. Yeah, And he was a combo guard, so he handled the ball a little bit for Baylor last year too and can get to the rim for them a lot. The game that I go back to, he played Cade. He guarded Cade. He scored and he scored a, a good amount in that game. He shot forty four percent from three uh, throughout the season. I don't hate having a, a national champ on my team either. Like you said, twenty two. So that's going to scare some people away because everyone wants the eighteen year old project where you have four extra years. But for somebody late in the lottery like that, I'm taking my chance on this kid. I love him. Yeah, I mean, would you be shocked if he had like a Malcolm Brogdon like progression in the yeah. NBA? That was a guy no. who probably should have went higher than he did and is now you know, borderline to almost all-star. People, people forget about this name because he got hurt. Dante DiVincenzo was a starter on that Bucks team. Mm-hmm. He was a starter on that Bucks team. He went to school for a few years, and now he's a starter on the Bucks. Uh-oh. And they were a fantastic team. Like it can be done. I know it's it's not often that we see the the four year, three year guy out of college, but there he. I think Davion Mitchell is going to be a very solid starting NBA player, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean you talk you touched on the defense there, but 
14 points, six assists on 51% from the field. I wish he was a little, he's 6'2". I wish he was a little taller, but other yeah. than that. He's not big, but I every every coach, like if you can defend, you will find a place in the <laughs> NBA. Like you'll be all right. If you can defend and you can shoot threes, you'll be all right. And I think this kid offers even a little bit more than that. He just he just feels like a glue guy on a team where, no, is he going to be the best player on your team? No, but he's a, a player. Like if this kid ended up on the Suns and like was was the backcourt with – was like backing up Chris Paul and Devin Booker in that backup. You'd be like, yeah, this works. Oh, oh, damn. Philly's almost hit a home run. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, but glad, yeah, I'm glad we both sold on Mitchell. Yeah, I'm glad yeah, I think I think he'll be great. He, uh, I think oh, that time we hung out, I think Baylor was playing. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yep. That Friday night, I think they were playing, and the rest is history. They won a national championship. That team's pretty good. Were they playing? No, never mind. Never mind. I was thinking they were playing Oklahoma State that game, but no, I don't, I don't think. So. No, but Oklahoma State did play, and I think they won. But Kane had like two points. Yeah, he scored like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like his worst game of the season. <laughs> was not off to a hot start. <laughs> no. All right, let me give you one more. So we both have two. My other one is Chris Duarte out of Oregon. I just love Oregon guards. It's just. I can't get over it. And the team that he's projected to go to right now is Golden State. You want to know why? Because he shoots 43% from three. So I can very much see him coming in, backing up Clay Thompson from day one. He's kind of instant offense, can shoot, can score. I feel like this is perfect if he ends up on Golden State where it just provides them more offense on a team that already is incredible at three-point shooting. He will be another name like that. I, If you remember the game against Iowa, he was part of that where they just went off in the first half on Iowa. And you can just tell it was like, yeah, I was a good team. They've played together a lot. Oregon had the kids that are going to the NBA. Oregon had the kids <laughs> who like had real, actual NBA talent. And they were led by Duarte. That's how I feel about like every Gonzaga team. Yeah. And like, yeah, Gonzaga, yeah. Cool, like, but... <laughs> and this year, like they had Gonzaga actually had legit NBA talent, but yeah. I know what you mean. Like normally it's like Let's be honest with you. It's five white guys running around. They run a good offense. That's what Iowa was. And then they showed up and played a guy like Oregon and Chris Dorte. And they're like, oh, well, that's 50 points in the first half for them. And there's yeah. nothing we can do. Is that is that big kid from Iowa coming out? Yes, he is. He'll be – let me see if he made the first round. Um, I don't think he will be, but let's see. No. But uh, he's supposed to get drafted, but we'll see where. So I'm on SI. They have him listed as the 61st ranked prospect. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure he's supposed to go in the second round at some point. Yeah, Luca Garza. Yep. I mean, he's slow. He's slow. It's not going to work. He's he's the he's the perfect college basketball player that will never be a stud in the NBA. No, he'll be a great backup center. Um, uh, you know who you could remind me of? He, now he's a better shooter than this guy, but Zubac uh, for the Clippers. Yeah. Who get? I mean, he's he's their starting center, but is he a starting center? I don't know, but he gives them quality minutes. I think Garza could come in and give you minutes. I but was he's, thinking of he's, this kid from um, UNC from a couple years ago, Hansbro. Hansbro, yeah. He he was undersized. I think was his. Yeah, Garza's like six, legit. Six, he's big, but he's almost too big for his own good because his feet don't move with the rest of his body. That's not good. 
I've it's heard. not good in the NBA, and it's not good in this day and age when uh, when everyone can shoot threes and play on the perimeter. Have you heard about Scotty Barnes? No. Who's this? Scottie I have Barnes. no idea. He plays for Florida State. He's ranked five right now or projected overall. Overall, he surpassed Kaminga, and I've I heard him recently, but like yeah, it was right. the first time I ever heard of him. It was like a month ago. I don't remember even watching a Florida State game, if I'm completely honest. I don't know if I've no. seen them play all season. Uh, they played when we did our gambling cave, and they screwed me. So I'm out on him. He could have had he could have had 40, but they screwed me over. So I'm hate out. To, he, I hate to see it, Scotty. Hate to see ah, it. The spread was 10. They won by nine. So hope he has uh, a great career in Orlando. I will not care. That's tough. But – I, that's, I mean, that's it for the Tech Talks. Do you have anything else as we wrap up the, our first season as NBA podcasters? I do not. I am just thankful to be here. And the one thing the NBA does well is they turn their offseason into a spectacle. So the show does not stop. We keep going. We'll have plenty of content coming up. Talk to NBA draft. We'll be talking NBA free agency, and then we'll be recapping some probably crazy trades and crazy free agency moves. So it does not stop here, but it's been quite the ride so far watching the actual product on the court. Yeah, I'm excited for this free agency. Honestly, I'm excited for the next NBA season. I'm already excited for it. Quick turnaround. It's already about to be August, and they're going to be going right back to the uh, November schedule. So it, it'll, it'll be sneaking up on us in no time. I know everybody's ready for the NFL, but right behind it, right on its tail, is going to be the NBA again. Now, did you, before we get out of here, they're going to do the play in next year again? I did see that. Yes. Yes. Thoughts. I, I kind of figured. As soon as the uh, as soon as the Warriors and Lakers played and got good ratings, and they got Steph Curry playing in two. Um, playing games that yeah. was it they were going to do it again <laughs> yeah no i i really like the idea i think they got super lucky this season it's never going to be mm-hmm. as good as it was this year but they're going to do it for now on just because this one time it worked out really well which i don't hate I, I do i like the idea of it but again if i'm the seventh seed and i end up missing the playoffs i'm losing my mind yes yep uh, but again like they got Steph and LeBron in a play-in tournament, and it's not always going to be like that. So yeah. we'll see if it's something that continues five years down the road. Probably because more basketball is always better for for ratings. Yeah, and if you're the seven seed and you can't beat the ten seed, well, maybe you shouldn't be in the playoffs anyway. Yeah, I was about to say that's what everybody will say. All right, well, everyone, thank you for watching. Thank you for a great season. We will see you after the draft next week, as usual. Make sure you are following our Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, subscribing on everything. You know the deal. And we'll catch you later. See ya.